Hi, this is Varun Haran, Principal Correspondent for Information Security Media Group in Asia. I'm speaking with Tom Schultz, who is VP and Gartner Fellow with Business Consultancy Gartner. Tom is an expert in security management strategies and would be sharing insights on articulating the business value of information security to the management. He will also be addressing issues around SaaS, that is software as a service, and choosing the right control sets to meet your organization's needs. Thanks, Tom, for speaking with me. That's my pleasure. Thank you very much. So, Tom, what would you say are the biggest challenges when it comes to translating security to the management? Uh, the two biggest ones probably are in the first instance that security people typically use technology terms and security specific terms. So in the uh, in the security community, we use what I refer to as the CIA language, which means as security professionals, we can communicate effectively. But the reality is that most normal people outside of the community has no idea what we're talking about. So that's the first thing, first challenge is how do we basically translate the security terminology into business terminology. That's the first big one. The second big one is the, I guess, the prickly subject of ROI. Is how do we expect the return that we can get from investment in security. Now, as a security officer, if I invest in some kind of a controls capability and I now sleep better at night because I think the risk has been reduced, to my mind, that's a return. Unfortunately, the business interprets ROI in financial terms. And unfortunately, the majority of security investments is very difficult to express in quantitative terms because we're investing in reducing a hypothetical risk, which we struggle to quantify against a hypothetical financial impact, which we have difficulty in in quantifying. So that's the, the second big channel. How can we find more qualitative ways of expressing the the business benefits of security investments if we are unable to actually calculate financial returns. So picking off of uh, what you just said, you know, they say that the better your security is, the lower the visibility that uh, security gets within the organization. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the things that a practitioner can keep in mind in order to position security strategically to the business? The, the most important one is that you need to find the drivers that are unique to your business and then explain how security helps to improve that. So these would be drivers around things like you know, brand protection, brand enhancement, market growth strategies, product growth strategies, regulatory requirements, but ones that are specific to your given organization. Once you understand that, you can then express the benefits and the advantages that security brings primarily to the technology underpinnings for supporting those key drivers. That's the important point. Then sometimes, I mean, the secondary point is, is to sometimes use what I call positive reinforcement messages. As you, as you rightly said, if we do security well, nobody knows about us and then people start questioning the investment. So it is important to communicate on a regular basis to the business what are you achieving in terms of risk mitigation? What are you achieving in terms of better incident response and detection rates? What are you doing achieving in terms of faster response rates? Uh, What are you achieving, for example, by means of continuously improving the maturity of your security program? And and how does that compare against the rest of of your industry? By virtue of, of communicating those kinds of of metrics on a regular basis, that helps the business to understand the value that you bring on a continuous basis. So what I'm hearing is 
don't use jargon and when you're talking about ROI, contextualize it in terms of the business drivers and demonstrate how security is working for the organization. So uh, what are some of the recommendations that you make to practitioners to get strong management buy-in? How do you use all these factors, tie them in and make a presentation to the management? You need to explain to them how it impacts them personally and that pretty much means that you need to sort of tie back to typically the corporate governance implications of security. Executives are interested in profitability, cost management, and good corporate governance and compliance. So everything you, you communicate to them, you need to couch in that terminology so that they understand what the personal implications to them in the role would be if they don't actually collaborate with you or work with you. Secondly, it's also important to often realize that as security officers, we don't have the kind of profile and authority that we necessarily think we need in the organization. So I refer to a strategy of building coalitions of interested parties that have a common interest in good corporate governance. So I'm talking about roles like the the head of internal audit, corporate risk manager, maybe the HR director, the head of the audit subcommittee on the board. These are people that have a vested interest in good corporate governance and if you can get them on board, if you can get them to share your same messages, you have a you have a sort of a much broader reinforcement of the messages to the executive. The most important thing is that the chief information security officer should not try to be a lone wolf, should not be the only person trying to win these arguments. Build a coalition of people that can support your arguments and then you have a united front when you talk to the rest of the executive layer. So let's talk about SaaS, Mm -hmm. Software as a Service. What is the update on how organizations are responding to some of the security challenges that SaaS is bringing in? And what are some of their common pain points when you speak to the industry? But I think in the early days, the pain points was really around lack of knowledge, lack of understanding. But I guess cloud-based services in general mean. So there's sort of uncertainty around the impact of virtualization, uncertainty around the issues of geolocation. I think there's now a much higher level of maturity, people understanding that software as a service and other cloud offerings are just alternative ways of delivering IT services. They are understanding that it's very attractive to the business and that the same risk management discipline that we brought to bear on internal applications systems need to be applied to software as a service applications. So starting point is understanding what is the nature of the business process, what is the sensitivity of the data. If that's low, we probably don't want to spend too much time on it. But when it's sort of, when you start looking at business processes and, and data that is highly sensitive and the business is starting to look at using software as a service or cloud for that, then it comes down to doing a proper risk assessment, understanding what the architecture of the service is going to be like, and then negotiating with the potential vendors to understand which of your security controls, for example, around things like digital rights management or local encryption, strong authentication you can bring to the party on the, the parts that you will still support. What can you do through things like web security gateways or, or, or cloud security brokers at the perimeter? And then what security controls do you would you typically require a security provider to have? And then asking the security provider whether they would be able to do that. So in terms of formally engaging then, there are typically sort of three tiers of engagement. The first one is some level of certification, ISO 27001 certification or SOC 1, SOC 3 certification. That provides you with the baseline. So the people are doing the at least the, the minimum fundamentals. And that's often good enough for low sensitivity applications and systems. The second tier would then be some kind of questionnaire survey uh, instrument. 
The important bit is that the survey instrument should ask, or the questionnaires should ask how questions rather than do, questions like do you have a firewall? That's meaningless. That doesn't give you any information. And hopefully the certification would, would answer that. When you do have questionnaires, that should be questions like how are you going to integrate my Active Directory with your application? Explain how you're going to do that. Explain to me how we are going to control the transactions end-to-end -end from the client endpoint all the way to the back-end data. Explain to me what controls you are implementing to manage administrator access in your data centers. So that's the second level, so those kind of questions. And therefore, through these uh, confidential data and the systems, then you might add the third tier, which would include things like periodic on-site assessments. Either you do that yourself, your own auditors, or subcontracting some auditors to go in and do assessments on your behalf. So my second question was following from this. How can one choose the right SaaS controls? You spoke about some. Any other that you want to add to that? How can you best meet the business's requirements? The, the answer is actually it's the same as with any, any other application. It's defense in depth. So it's anything. If you look at any security taxonomy, authentication, authorization, encryption of data address, role-based access control authorization, perimeter security, etc. So the, the actual taxonomy, the method of implementation is exactly the same. The issue comes in who controls that and who manages that and then mapping that to the business requirement so that the business question of how much security is enough the important point that, that you highlight is it's the business that you decide not the security office we can advise the application owner that wants to outsource this we can advise them but they then need to decide whether they're going to take our advice to which degree to which degree they agree with us that a given service provider is the right way to go ahead with but then they have to sign off on the residual risk and then the second part of that is making sure on an ongoing basis that all of those controls that you've specified that the service provider continue to manage them effectively because again it's it's one thing having a firewall it's one thing having data DLP data loss prevention it's one thing having intrusion detection systems but if they're not configured correctly if they're not managed properly if they're not operated correctly if they're not integrated uh, properly they, they're almost meaningless so it's making sure that on an ongoing basis you have enough trust in the ability of the vendor to manage their security environment on an ongoing basis. So Tom, uh, key highlight from some of your sessions, you know, what is top of mind for you and what haven't we covered? I think the one other main session that we had focused on what I refer to as, the, as information security and the dark side of digital business. Digital business, as much as the digital business refers to how we organizations are using things like mobility, cloud, big data and also increasingly the internet of things so things like switches and, and, and gauges and monitors and things like that how they're using that a lot more innovatively in the business that to a large degree means on the one hand there's a lot more stuff that we need to manage and control and that's becoming increasingly difficult to do second it also means that the business is taking a lot more autonomy in deciding how where and when they're going to use these technologies to access and use information which means central id is losing control by virtue of losing control, by virtue of the potential that digital business has in, in really transforming businesses, in security we have to start questioning some of the the core principles that we hold very dear. One example of those would be the, the principle of least privilege or default to deny. If you look at the sheer volume of data that's been generated and increasingly impossible to identify the location of, of a lot of the data, maybe the principle of least privilege is, is unsustainable. Maybe we should look to replacing that with, a, with an approach that, that's more based on default to allow. So the mindset would be we basically, by default, give people access to all the information except that subset of the information that we've identified to be highly confidential and we only control that. Another key principle is the one that says human beings are always the weakest link in the security chain. 
So they are increasingly very powerful in their ability to use technology. Increasingly, the end users understand technology. They've grown up with technology. They already have, as as I've mentioned before, increasing autonomy in how they use the technology. So maybe we should also give them more autonomy in letting them decide how much security controls they want to implement. So as one of my clients said in in her organization, they're taking this principle of the human beings are always the weakest link, and they're flipping that on its head, and they're saying that in their security program, they try to follow the principle that the, the human beings are potentially the strongest and most intelligent agents in the security ecosystem, because people have brains, and people can think for themselves, and most people want to do the right thing. So that's just an example. I mean, we, we, we are starting to have to think differently in how we do security. The, the If we look at the sheer proliferation in data, sheer proliferation in devices, sheer proliferation in business methodologies, and coupled to the the changes in the threat environment, we have to start questioning a lot of those traditional security principles that we've used for the last 25 or 30 years. Right, Tom, thanks for speaking with us. Thank you very much, Varun. I really appreciate it and enjoyed it. You were listening to Tom Schultz, VP and Gartner Fellow, speaking about how we need to change some fundamental security paradigms going forward. This is Varun Haran for ISMG. Thank you for listening.